Crossengage Podcast. Welcome to the Crossengage Podcast. My name is Michael, and today I would like to welcome Zenloop's founder, Paul Schwarzenholz. Zenloop is a customer experience and retention platform helping businesses keep their customers for life. It is Paul's second company, having founded Perfume and beauty shop Flaconi in the past, and he continues to work as a business angel for over 15 startups. Today, however, we will be learning from Paul's expertise on churn, loyalty, and everything else that goes into keeping your customers happy, including a lot of use cases and best practices to follow. Hi, Paul. It's nice to have you with us. Uh, on a scale from zero to 10, how excited are you to do this podcast today with us? Oh, it's uh, at least 11 or 12, I would say. <laughs> so I'm super grateful to be here. I hope you will not regret it. Um, just like CrossEngage, then it was one of those companies uh, answering one of the biggest challenges, I guess, in e-commerce or for today's brands. Uh, so retaining customers is the big topic, uh, especially in the age of platform economy and uh, tension-seeking, tension economics. Um, of course, also customers have rising expectations. Um, so how does Zenloop actually help companies to increase their customer loyalty? So what we do uh, in our experience management platform uh, is that our customers, uh, in the first step, collect feedback from their customers at various um, steps in the customer journey. Second, uh, all this feedback, especially qualitative comments like text comments, are analyzed uh, in our platform and um, uh, clustered by topics, for example. And then the third step, automated actions are derived for every single customer and for groups of customers based on what you've learned there. How does it work? Um, a customer, like, I don't know, e-commerce customer, for example, um, uh, implements a, a survey. How like are you to recommend um, our product, our checkout, our delivery, our customer service um, uh, to a friend or colleague on a scale from 0 to 10 uh, uh, at various points in the journey? For example, after checkout, um, after the delivery, after the customer service, after returns. Um, if a customer clicks on a number, he is um, directed to a page um, where he can leave a comment as well. And that's what half of the people do. They leave a comment and then kind of the, let's say the journey is over. Um, in a second step, um, the comments and the score gets into our database and are analyzed. And that is actually where the magic starts um, that uh, actually thousands of comments are analyzed for a customer every day. And uh, you learn immediately at a touch point, for example, after delivery, what you can do better from a customer perspective. So 25% of customers have said um, yesterday that the delivery was poor and that is actually more than the day beforehand. Uh, then you know immediately, okay, I need to work on delivery. That's one thing you learn. So you can improve the product, the service at this at this touch point for the people who are coming afterwards. That's one thing. And the other thing is you learn from a single customer uh, that he's unhappy with the delivery and maybe he's also unhappy with the packaging and maybe he's unhappy with, um, I don't know, how the product was packed inside the package. And there are three different things which are recognized by our algorithms uh, where you get... Um, on this comment, a label, delivery, uh, quality of packaging, and then 
these things are pushed into the next system. So for example, into your CRM system, for example, into cross-engage, and then a campaign is triggered based on what you've learned. So for the delivery one, uh, that is there is a negative delivery topic that, that is recognized, then a campa campaign is, um, uh, let's say, uh, like an email starts which says we are super sorry like a personalized email we are super sorry that our delivery was late we work on the process um, we know that we can do better um, and uh, here uh, here's a voucher for your next purchase we hope you come back something like this and this helps then to re re regain customers Looking at those qual uh, qualitative comments you just mentioned like is there a yeah, most common reason for churn that you identified already uh, that's something uh, kind of no there is no the one common uh, one because it depends on where you are in the customer journey that's why it's important to to actually ask the question uh, to ask for feedback in every step of the customer journey because in every step there there might be something which um, uh, is uh, let's say disappointing for customers and the reason why they churn so I don't know in the checkout process a classic one is that the payment methods are missing or that um, uh, a voucher code is not working somehow. Uh, if you go to delivery, it's it's uh, it's often delivery times which is a problem. If you go to customer service, it is um, uh, um, times until you reached your agent. Um, but it depends actually on the stage. And what we see is often pro problems occur from time to time, and then then you have a peak. So delivery times is not, not something which is always a problem, but there is, like in, in high season times, for example, there is a problem with that one. But it's important to recognize it because afterwards, nine months later, you have with this cohort of customers who complained about delivery times, you have actually a much lower retention. They're just not coming back. And uh, that's kind of why it's important to identify this and then react in a very fast way on unhappy customers. You mentioned some touch points already uh, where it makes sense to ask for, for the people's experience. Uh, can you basically do this for every step in the whole funnel or um, yeah, is there a special uh, touch point or dimension where you should uh, utilize it for to increase uh, the CLV? Let's say there are more important ones and less important ones. Uh, we have customers who are implementing it at, at 15 different steps in the customer journey. And kind of the, the, the first question is kind of, do you annoy your customers uh, with this? Mm. Um, the answer is yes. If you always send an email with a long introduct introductory text um, saying, we would, would be great if we can get your feedback. You're a very valuable customer for us, blah, 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 blah. Please click on this link and you get into a survey and then you have like five questions to answer. Uh, this is annoying for people. If you do it the way kind of it's done uh, with our platform, um, you, for example, you have just bought something. You're on the success page um, after the checkout, and there a small pop-up pop-up comes, um, uh, just showing the NPS question. You cl click on it. It takes you like three seconds to understand what um, what what uh, the shop is asking for as a customer, mm. and then it's it's kind of done. And if you do it in the right way, like integrating the question into existing emails or existing uh, websites for example is not annoying for people like we have really high response rate of 20 to 30 sometimes even 40 percent uh, response rate which shows people like to leave feedback if you do it in a in a nice and easy way and an example for kind of which i haven't mentioned like a touch point 
um, which uh, is especially for marketing people, uh, I think relevant is uh, if you look at, um, if you have a, uh, emails for abandoned cart emails, right? Like if you have abandoned cart emails, a classic one, the kind of people stopped to buy, but they were in the checkout process and didn't buy. And then kind of you're sending email, an email afterwards with, uh, it seems to be that there was a technical problem. Uh, we've refilled your basket. Just click on this link and you get back into your basket. In that, in that email, you can put below this text, you can put Uh, the NPS question saying kind of how like you are to recommend our online shop to a friend or colleague and then directly put also the scores um, uh, that can be clicked into the email and what happens is that you get feedback from people who did not buy and you learn why they didn't buy mm -hmm. so people saying uh, I would kind of and that are examples we, we got uh, from customers people saying never buy again at your shop because the voucher you sent me did not work and actually I think uh, you're kind of betraying your customers And kind of you get that as common, then you know, okay, there's a voucher which is not working. Somebody needs to look immediately into it because more and more people are complaining. And um, you can, by this, increase the conversion of the online shop. So we have kind of customers who increased within 18 months, doubled the conversion of the checkout. Oh. So I guess the response rate is even way higher when you refer to a transactional uh, message. Uh, then we just asked one week, one month after they did something. Um, Does it yeah, also that's, that's kind of part of the secret. Yeah. Do it directly after the transaction because there the emotion is fresh and actually it's fresh what you kind of what you have just experienced. If you ask after a month for something in the checkout, you won't receive any feedback. Does this also apply for the for the comments people write? So is it also more likely that they will actually write down something instead of just clicking on the number uh, when they just experience something bad or good? So normally. Uh, we have a response rate of 20 to 30%. It depends a little bit on the touch point and the technology used for that one. So a pop-up in the checkout process, for example, um, gives the highest response rates. It's between 30 to 50% sometimes. If you have like a long email and in the end of the email you incorporate an NPS question, that, that let's say, response rate is, is lower. But on average, uh, 45% of people leave a comment independent of the survey and touchpoint you have. Oh. So now imagine that a company just implemented your solution, got some insights, got some qualitative feedback too. Um, how do they react then to these kinds of comments or insights they didn't have before? What's the typical outcome there? Uh, yeah, there are two things companies normally do. So the one thing is they take the learnings, the insights from multiple comments and just have, for example, a weekly um, continuous improvement meeting where people from different uh, departments sit in that meeting and they learn what they can do better and, and just try to improve every week the product, the service, the delivery and so on. The other thing is you take the comment from a single customer and push it into another channel. So um, a classic one is Uh, you have a customer coming from a, a voucher platform, so it's a actually rather low-value customer, and that one is pushed into um, your CRM system. I don't know, maybe uh, it is going into cross-engage, and then the right email is triggered because it's recognized, okay, this is a customer with a delivery topic, it's a low-value customer, and that's why we just sent an email to him, personalized one, of course. On the other hand, you have a high-value customer 
somebody who has bought 15 times already, you know, that's a high value customer. So we want to treat that one differently. And that customer, this comment, his score is pushed into your ticket system, um, like Zendesk uh, or Freshdesk. And um, a ticket is created and an agent writes that customer back within two hours, four hours. And you have like a personalized response. So it even makes sense to combine the responses uh, with what you, what else you know about the customer to yeah, build segments and then create different customer exactly. journeys in the end. Yeah. Uh, sure. Or another example would be that is less about retention, that is more about um, promoting. You have a customer saying kind of 10, I love your company, you're always on time, um, the prices are great, I, lo I would love to recommend you. Uh, that this customer is then also redirected into your CRM system and then this refer brand program is started for this uh, customer but the refer friend program is just started for the people who are really happy and that's the filter you have set before and you know who's happy and who's not how do you react to react to people who are not happy with the company right now uh, do you give them a personal phone call asking for more or uh, maybe send them just a voucher is there a best practice you know It depends on the type of business you have. So, for example, in the B2B context, your customers are normally, you have less customers and they're very valuable. So there it's recommended to, to, to give a phone call, especially if it's customers saying, yes, actually, I will cancel my contract. <laughs> uh, sorry, there it makes sense. And in the B2C context, you have just many more customers and you can't uh, kind of react on every customer um, in an individualized way. Saying that... Uh, I know cases where even um, uh, where even on the positive comments there is a reaction which is individualized and sometimes a call um, where the people say kind of we're super um, happy about your feedback and we value it a lot and what um, that's a customer I have in mind um, and that customer is, is telling us that afterwards the basket of of the positive customers where they've reacted the basket size is increasing kind of if you give the feedback to the customer uh, back like closing the feedback loop um, and showing that you're valuing um, that your customers provided feedback then this creates loyalty and binds the customer more of course yeah cool um, I guess you learn a lot out of the data your, your clients actually collect uh, by asking for the NPS. Um, do you also try to gather this data to build recommendations or suggest something to uh, new clients that they actually know, okay, based on uh, behavior we observed before, you should do this now? Is this a possibility you have in Zenloop? Mm, not not directly so uh, kind of some of our customers use use actually the feedback for cross and upselling so they actually um, trigger cross and upselling campaigns only for happy customers not for unhappy customers so that's the first kind of routing what they do define is it a positive or a negative um, a feedback and then depending on that you trigger the actions so for the positive ones uh, what what many customers do is um, they redirect positive customers immediately to uh, a review platform, Trustpilot, Google Reviews, uh, Trusted Shops, Ecomi, and so on. And then roughly 10 to 20% of the customers who are redirected to a platform leave a comment. And that is a re active recommendation. Um, um, I guess you heard of the uh, service recovery uh, phenomenon that uh, actually customers who were not happy and then had a good solution in the end because maybe someone called them, offered them a nice uh, voucher or whatever, and in the end they end up 
more happy than the customers who were happy in the beginning already. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that most of your clients are actually aware of this? Uh, that it makes sense to really look at those people who are giving some bad reviews or comments uh, to really work on that? Uh, indeed, they are because that's why they are buying Zenloop <laughs> to 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 be able to close the loop. And uh, the there is uh, the let's say the best practice example of of Apple. Apple in their Apple stores have implemented NPS before uh, 10 years already. And what they have done is, when you go to uh, to an Apple store buy something, you need to um, give them your email address to receive the invoice. Uh, but the second reason is. With, this, in, with the invoice, you also get an NPS survey. And if you score in a negative way there, then the store manager will contact you within 24 hours and ask for more feedback. And that is something when you like provided negative feedback, and then the store manager calls you, probably something you will, uh, you will experience in such a positive way that you will tell all, all your friends saying kind of, okay, I just got a call back. It's like really crazy, the effort they do. Um, and um, that drives, I mean, the Apple stores are the most uh, profitable stores on a square level in the world. Um, it's a reason, that is one of the reasons why it's like that. That's a really nice example. Is there maybe one of your favorite examples you want to mention, like how to react to a response or what one of your customers you have did that really impressed you a lot? Uh, maybe even some numbers, like how this increased their profitability or CLV. Yeah, we have one customer who, and that's a B2B customer, who, is, um, who looks into when a, when a new customer relation has started, like a contract has signed, let's say for the kind of probation period, uh, the start period of a contract, um, that when they receive a negative comment within the first six weeks, that immediately the key account, um, key account guy comes back to the customer. And uh, after they started to do this, they were able to double the retention of these customers in the first six weeks. And that was kind of the, let's say, the, the time of truth or the period of truth um, where they lost uh, many customers uh, during the first, uh, like the first six weeks. They were able to actually double the retention. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, and obviously, you're also like buying stuff online, maybe offline. Uh, so you also have customer experiences yourself. Is there one really good example you had in the past where you were so impressed how the company reacted to what you wanted uh, that you want to share with us? Hmm. Then maybe just share a negative one. I don't know. Like a negative one, there was like a retail store where... Uh, they kind of redirected me to the WhatsApp uh, channel. They said, like, you can, like, if we don't have it here or can't, I can't answer it now, we, I can go to, to the WhatsApp channel and, and then chat with the customer service and actually order it there. So I asked for two things and they said, <laughs> the, the answer was, sorry, it's not available. And that wow. was the answer. <laughs> and wow. I was like, okay, wow. So uh, there is no follow-up step in terms of uh, we can recommend you something else or can we help you in another way or something? It was just like, no, it's not there. And then I had to call them and had multiple conversations until we found out, okay, it's, it, is, it is available. And it was like, for me, big ticket size, like 800 euros I wanted to spend. And uh, that was funny. And I provided them the feedback afterwards that, kind of this service answer was not sufficient. That's something where actually I would love to have uh, the option to, to provide proper feedback. But you shared the feedback with them that you weren't really happy with. But I'm not sure if the 
uh, team lead sees the feedback, if it's a feedback which they have more often, if it's related to that agent, for example. So I'm not sure if they if, if it really if it was helpful for them. Hmm. Of course, you hope that it actually helps, but mm. yeah, if you don't know it in the end. Maybe not the best reaction, uh, at least regarding your view of the company for now. Yeah. Paul, thank you so much for your insights and see you soon. Cool. Thank you for having me. Cross Engage Podcast.